0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. Our vision is to extend and establish the influence of the kingdom of God by equipping the saints for the work of ministry. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. This morning, if you brought your notebooks or your Bibles, we continue on the subject of faith, Just wanted to remind you that our foundational scripture from Psalms 31, verse 19, How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. From the beginning of the year, we talked about this wonderful, great goodness that God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the mind of man the things which God has already prepared for those who love Him. And those things are revealed to us by the Spirit for the Spirit searches all things. We've also learned that we can only access the goodness of God, the glory of God, the power of God through faith. Amen? It is by believing and trusting in God's great and precious promises that we become partakers of His divine nature And as we partake more and more of His divine nature through His Word, we escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. That's what Peter told us. Amen? So we need to understand what faith is, how faith functions. And the Word of God tells us that those of us who have been born again by the Spirit of God, there is only one way for us to live, and that is... The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith. The Word of God says anything that is not of faith is sinful. Amen? We can only receive from God through faith. It's not a matter of God or trying to get God to do something for you and I. You know, many believers have this notion or this idea that that, they, that, that the more they pray, the more they, they can talk God into helping them or doing something for them, or the more people they have on their prayer chain, the better results they will get. It's not about God doing anything for you because He has already done everything there is to be done. God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen? The Word of God says in Romans chapter 8, He who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? He has already given. He has already done it. There is nothing more to be done. Jesus said, it is finished. It is our responsibility now through faith, to take hold of what God has already given and what God has already done for us. That changes things, doesn't it? In our attitude, in our approach to God. We don't have to beg God to bless us. He has already blessed us. Did you know that? <laughs> Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Past tense with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Amen? So last Sunday we spoke about the importance of developing our faith in order to experience a greater measure of God's goodness and power in our everyday lives. But this morning we're going to look at the relationship between faith and knowledge... And how knowledge relates to our faith. It's important that we understand how knowledge affects our believing. The measure of spiritual knowledge we possess, I'm not talking about natural knowledge. I'm not speaking about knowledge that you get through education by going to school or university. I'm speaking about knowledge of God's Word. So, the measure of that spiritual knowledge we possess will determine the measure of faith we will exercise. Basically, we don't have a faith problem. There's nothing wrong with our faith. But we do have a knowledge problem. Amen? I'm going to say that again. The measure of spiritual knowledge we possess will be the measure or will determine the measure of faith we will exercise. I say that because faith operates on the platform or the foundation of revelation knowledge. Where there is light and knowledge, faith is always present. Where there is knowledge, and knowledge according to the scriptures is light. Ignorance is darkness. Where there is light and revelation knowledge, you don't have to struggle for faith. Faith is already there. Faith is present when knowledge is present. Amen? You got that. So, spiritual ignorance is the cause of all the failures of the church every failure you had, every defeat you had, every problem you have encountered, you can trace the root cause into ignorance. Therefore, spiritual ignorance is the cause, the root cause of all of our failures. God said through the mouth of Hosea, back in the Old Covenant, chapter 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed or devoured because of a lack of knowledge. There you go. There you go. He didn't say a sinner is destroyed or the ungodly people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. They are destroyed for a lack of knowledge as well. But he said, my people, my covenant people, who are the covenant people of God, We are the born-again believers, the church. He said, my people are destroyed for this one single reason. Because they have a lack of knowledge. Imagine that. What you don't know could kill you. Amen? And what you do know can deliver you and set you free and make you the head and not the tail and to be above only and not beneath. Amen? Ignorance, therefore, is the primary weapon that the devil uses against us. And he's called the prince of darkness. Darkness, in the Bible, is referred to ignorance. Did you know that? And ignorance is the field or the platform on which the devil works. He needs a platform to work from. Just like faith works from the platform of knowledge, the devil works from the platform of ignorance. So if you want to destroy his works in your life, you've got to destroy his platform. How do you expel darkness or ignorance? You walk into a dark room. <laughs> you can't take a bucket and start chasing out and emptying out the room of darkness. That's full of darkness, can you? All you have to do is just turn on the light. How do we expel darkness? With light. With with knowledge. That's how you do it. That's how you destroy his platform. That's how you destroy his works in your life and in the life of those around you that you have influence. Just give them truth. Give them knowledge. Give them light. Darkness will flee. Darkness cannot stand in the presence of light. Ignorance cannot stand in the presence of knowledge. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119, verse 30. Psalm 119, verse 30. The Word of God says, The entrance of thy words giveth what? Light. 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 Knowledge. Light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Even the simple ones can get knowledge. The Word of God says, Come by without money, Isaiah. Hallelujah. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Psalm 119 verse 130 in the New Living Translation says it this way. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. Wow. Now you see the reason why we teach and preach. Why? Because when we preach the word of God, what are we doing? We are communicating knowledge and light to those who hear and believe and receive what they hear the knowledge of God knowledge of what the Lord has done on the cross for each and every one of us through Christ knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus and what we have and what we can do through Christ will eliminate the works of darkness in our lives will bring him to naught. Instead of the devil pushing you and kicking you around, you will be dominating his works. Because you have knowledge, you have light. Do you see how important it is? Someone said, if I only had five dollars left, and I had a choice between a hamburger, and I was very hungry, or a book, I will get the book. Get some knowledge. Hence the reason the Lord instructed us to preach and teach the word, because as we teach and preach, what are we doing? We're expelling the darkness in people's minds so they can embrace the truth which will set them free from the dominion of darkness. One, Corinthians chapter one, verse 21. Now we understand. How God, it pleased God, the Bible says, by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Wow. God chose the method of teaching and preaching. Some, you know, even ministers of the gospel, they don't place so much value on what they teach or preach. I place value in what I teach because it can set you free. It can give you revelation, knowledge, and light, and truth that will set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. What a privilege that God has entrusted us and honored us with the gospel, the good news. And by preaching and teaching the good news of Jesus Christ, people's lives are changed transformed, but they're going to have to believe it. They're going to have to mix faith with what they hear, or else it will not profit them. Amen? So, if we desire to grow in the development of our faith, then we must grow in the knowledge of God and His Word, because knowledge is the fuel that ignites our faith. And this morning as I was meditating the Holy Spirit gave me a beautiful picture and he said this to me. He said, you can have the most expensive mode of transportation, but without fuel, you're not going to get anywhere. I can even have a jet parked at the airport, but did you know that that, that jet can take me In six hours or seven hours from here into a a faraway country. But you know, without aviation fuel, no matter how good, no matter how many engines it's got, no matter how many gadgets it's got, it's not going to go anywhere without aviation fuel. There's nothing wrong with our faith. We have received the measure of the faith of the Son of God, the same measure God has given to every single one of us. There's nothing wrong with your faith. So stop asking God to give you more faith. You have the faith. What you need is fuel that will ignite your faith and will take you places in the kingdom of God, in the realm of the spirit, and in the natural. It will make provision available for you, it will heal your body, it will set you free from demonic oppression depression it will deliver you from every form of fear and anxiety if you will just add fuel to your faith hello doesn't this excite you it does me and so many of us have such beautiful mode of transportation parked outside but we don't have the fuel and so what do we do we walk (laughs) and we sweat it out why would you want to walk if you have a beautiful 500 SL Mercedes outside your your garage door hello amen or say oh me (laughs) praise God let me say that again we have the faith But without a mind that is renewed with the knowledge of God, we are not going anywhere in regards to seeing the goodness or the power of God demonstrated in our lives. The renewed mind. I believe personally that this is the greatest need of the church today, is to obtain a spiritual mind. Our minds must be renewed. When you got born again, your spirit became a new man, new creation. But you still have that old mind. You always had. And that old mind wants to think the thoughts that you thought prior to your rebirth. Amen? We need to retrain and renew our mind. That's what renewal means. You need to retrain your mind to think like God thinks, not like a mere human thinks. Hello? A renewed mind is a mind that is filled with the knowledge of the Word of God. It is a spiritual mind. It is a mind that is always Set on God. The word of God says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And let me say something else. You will always go in the direction of your predominant thoughts. Did you get that? Whatever you spend your time thinking upon, or meditating upon, you will find yourself going in that direction. Where the mind goes, the man goes. You cannot think one way and live another way. Amen? We need to take stock and evaluate our thoughts. If you spend all your time on your problem, your problem will become bigger and your God will become smaller. If you spend all your time fearing or being anxious about something, then that very thing you're anxious about will overwhelm you, will overtake you, and probably will cause you to go in the direction of your fears. It will. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Did you hear that? Do you see how important it is to retrain and to renew our minds? Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. You want to change your life. Don't jump on your behavior. Jump on your mind. Change your mind, change your life. You're not happy with the life you're living? Then change the way you think. That's where the problem is. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Now listen to the next verse. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. That's a spiritual mind. A spiritual mind will always look at things from a spiritual perspective. An unrenewed mind, a mind that is darkened, will always look at things from the natural standpoint. Will be moved by what they see, what they feel, what they hear in the natural. But a spiritual mind becomes unmoved by what it sees. It is only moved by what the Word of God says. That's why the Word of God says, If you are carnally minded, you will die. That means spiritual death. You will be alienated from the life of God. Ephesians chapter 4 says that a darkened mind is alienated from the life of God, from the power of God, from the blessings of God. The darker your mind is, the further you will be from the blessing and the goodness of God. The brighter your mind is, the closer you will be and experience the goodness of God. Do you see that? The problem is between our ears. Most of it is here because of our stinking thinking. I pray you get this today and start start jumping on your mind, work on your mind, discipline your thoughts. I will not think fear, I refuse. No matter where I am, no matter where I go, I refuse to allow doubt to linger in my mind. I refuse to think sickness every time a symptom strikes my body. My mind is renewed with the Word of God. I want to think only God's thoughts. Amen? Do you want peace? You want joy? the mind that is stayed on thee, you will keep him in perfect peace. As long as our minds are kept in the dark or unrenewed concerning the truth of who you are in Christ, what you have because of Christ, what you can do through Christ Jesus, you will continue to be defeated in life Alienated from the life of Christ that he came to give us. Hello? Because as you think in your heart, so are you. You are who you think you are. Amen? If you think a lie, you are what you think. And you can do what do you think you can do? Do you know how often we limit God with our unrenewed minds? Do you know that your faith will never rise above the level of your thoughts? It cannot. That is why you're going to have to renew your mind so that your faith can rise and take wings. The Word of God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? You see, ignorance concerning who you are will, it, will, will make you say things that will imprison you. You know that your thoughts can imprison you? Your words can imprison you. Oh, I'm just human, Pastor. No, you're not just human. One-third of you, as Andrew Womack says is wall-to-wall Holy Spirit. That makes you superhuman. Amen? I'm talking to born-again believers who have the life and the nature of God in them, who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Do you know that you are not just human? Why? Because God lives on the inside of you. What does that make you? Do you really know who you are? Most of us, I dare say, we don't know. Do you know that David was a thousand times stronger and bigger on the outside than Goliath was on the on the on the inside than Goliath was on the outside? That's why when he looked at that Goliath, he said, he's an uncircumcised Philistine. He knew he was a covenant man. He knew he was a man of God. He put his faith in God and he knew that he was much greater, much stronger and much bigger on the inside than Goliath on the outside. And so many of us look at the circumstances and we cower before them. Because we don't realize who we are and what we have on the inside of us. The Word of God says, greater is He that is in you. Not up there, in you. Than he that is in the world. If you really believe that, you're going to take your place, take your authority, and tell the devil to go where he came from. You're much bigger than fear. You're much bigger than worry. You're much bigger than sickness and disease. You're much bigger than cancer. You are greater than every name that is named. And it's time we wake up and believe that and begin to act on it. That's what knowledge will do. And I'm not talking about head knowledge. I'm talking about heart knowledge. You, you, you need to establish your heart in the truths of God's Word. And you and I need to live with those images of victory and blessing all the days of our lives. Many of you have an image of failure on the inside of you. Just because you failed once or twice and we go around saying oh i'm just i'm just such a failure i'm just an old sinner saved by grace i'm so angry really those words imprison you and those words that you speak over your life bring curses upon you Do you know that many of us don't need anybody to curse us? We're cursing ourselves with our words. Oh, but I'm just so weak. No, you're not. The word of God says, let the weak say, I am strong. Every time someone asks you, How are you? How are you doing? Praise God, I'm blessed. Yeah, your body may be riddled with pain, but you are blessed. Why? Because God's truth says, I am blessed. And I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what the Word of God says. And I believe God's Word. His Word is above all. The Word says in Deuteronomy 28, I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I will be above and not beneath. I will lend to many, but I will not borrow. You may be in debt, but there comes a time when you start believing that. If you want to move from where you are to where you're supposed to be. That's what faith is. Faith is taking God at His word as the final authority in our lives. Amen? So, we'll never be able to function beyond the scope of our thoughts or the words that we speak. Our thoughts limit us And our thoughts empower us. It's your choice what thoughts you choose to to think. Amen? They can imprison you or release you. Praise God. That is why, if we want to change our lives, I'm, I'm going over it again and again. I want you to get it. We must first change our thoughts. This is the true meaning of the word repentance. The word repentance in the Greek is a word called medania. Medania means change your mind. This kind of repentance doesn't mean that you you cry out, you shed a few tears, you feel guilty and all ashamed, and all of that's not repentance. Biblical repentance means. Change the way you think. That is why Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. You cannot enter the kingdom, function in the kingdom, until you change the way you think. That's what repentance is. metania change of mind. Praise God. My time is almost up. I don't want to rush through this. Because this is so important. Faith and knowledge. Do you know what God says about you? If someone asks you, who are you? The first thing you're going to say, you're going to give them a picture of your natural identity. Praise God, yes. But you're not just flesh and bones and blood. You're more than that. You need to know who you are in Christ. You're not an old sinner saved by grace. The Word of God says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made, what? The righteousness of God. We are righteous. You know what righteous means? It's an old English word that means, I'm in right standing with God. There's nothing standing between me and God. I have fellowship, I have intimacy with my Heavenly Father. He has put me in Christ, forgiven all of my sins, past, present, and future. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's why the Word of God says, Who is He that will condemn us? Who is He that will lay a charge against us? It is Christ who died and who rose again and justified us. Wow. Do you know, and I'm going to finish with this, that the only difference between us and the disciples of old was this. They had such a revelation of who God is, what God did for them, and how much He loved them. And they put so much value on their salvation that everything else seemed so insignificant and unimportant. To the point where they called their sufferings momentary light afflictions, and they ran towards their death with praise in their mouths. What made them so fearless? What made them so bold? They were thrown into the hungry lions, and they were praising God and singing God. Why? They had such a revelation of their salvation. They had such a revelation of God's magnitude, of God's love, that nothing else mattered to them. Nothing was so important to them but their relationship with Christ. That's the difference between us and them. Today we're so phased, we're so troubled so easily by little trials, by little circumstances, and we make them so huge and our God is so small. And we walk around with morbid faces thinking that the world has come to an end. Why? Because we've got a headache. Oh, Lord, help us. The, the revelation they had of who they were in Christ made them as bold as lions. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you know that you're righteous, when you know that God loves you, nothing can deter you. When you know that God is for you and not against you, then nothing can frighten you. Nothing can disturb you. Nothing can faze you because you know your place in God's heart. I am God's favorite child. I am blessed beyond measure. I am highly favored and the word says in psalm 23 surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life is that what you say to yourself when you look at the mirror and let me say one more thing faith is voice activated <laughs> you're not just like you activate your phone your gadgets, faith is voice activated, and God wants to hear your voice. Not speaking the words of the world, but speaking the words of God. When you speak the word of God, your angels are dispatched on your behalf, and they get to work. And for most of us, our angels have been standing around with their hands folded not doing anything because we're not speaking anything that they can use. How is your angel going to to use words, I am just so angry? How is he going to use those words? How is your angel going to use those words that you say, "Ah, I'm just so weak. I can hardly put one foot in front of the other. Do you think your angel can use those words? But when you say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, then your angel can take those words and infuse strength into you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.